Look, when <laughs> one of us talk, when I talk, the little green circle flashes, and when you talk, I'm it's fine. Oh, it does. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just, yo, no, no. Jamie's just being like Jamie's just being extra, uh, extra careful I've because been, during uh, podcasting, during podcasting, anything focus, can go the wrong. The focus man. right Scarlet knows we're high, Jamie. It I've knows been, we're high. I've been burned <laughs> before. Hey, speak for yourself, man. I am also pretty stoned. I, I only took stoned. half my normal dose of uh, codeine cough syrup last night because I knew we were recording Damn. today and I didn't want to be high. Call that shit. What you said was your joke, Amy? Uh, well, I knew uh, we were recording today, so that's why I'm my, high. My joke that I stepped on by <laughs> telling you guys already in the group chat. Well, just say it. Uh. Say it. Uh, yeah, mm. y'all can call me Vladimir Lenin. You should. You should have said. You should have said it. That'll be bad for you. Because I'm sipping lean. Oh my god. Is that? Oh, I thought you were saying. I thought you were sipping lean as you were drinking that cup. She is. No. She is. I'm looking at it. Don't yeah. don't know. I mean, to, yeah. To, to those listening, I'm looking at the cup. It's mad. It's mad. Mad bloody. Look at mad. mad it's <laughs> muddy. It's muddy. It's muddy. It's like Sprite and like and like a coffee. Yeah, I see the Jolly don't Rancher too. Don't forget the Jolly Rancher. And the Jolly Rancher <laughs> for a little bit of yeah, a little green bit apple of Jolly Rancher. I see a right little here. bit of flavor. Oh my God. <laughs> my friend actually did make lean. Last summer when we were on Fire Island and it was really gross. But well, you tried it? Yeah, but everyone, I like, I was like, this is gross. I can't drink this. But everyone who did drink it had a really good time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it. it's, I've had it before and it's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's something else. It's very, uh, you feel like you're floating in a sack of like amniotic fluid, you know? Like, it's very, it's very uh, euphoric, I guess, man. Don't do drugs, kids. But, but, yeah, don't do drugs. Exactly. If any don't children are listening. This is, this is all to say, don't do drugs. Yeah. I, for one, will not be condoning this uh, puritanical approach to drugs. I'm just saying, I'm I'm approach yeah, yeah. of a harm reduction. So just be just be just be watchful, yeah. folks. Be be put have your have your smart on when you're out in the streets. Lean responsibly. Yeah, yeah. Lean responsibly. <laughs> Lean responsibly. No, I actually I did not obtain this illicitly. Like I am actually quite sick still. Uh, yes, and this is very, very yeah. good news to hear Jamie. right next to Jamie. <laughs> Jamie has a bottle straight from the pharmacy, actually from the pharmacy that says Lean TM on it. Yeah, yeah. that was my. I it's got a, a prescription. Prescribed. For yeah, you probably got a prescription for Lean. lean. <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah. drink yeah. it <laughs> twice a day for like you know the rest of my life, and then yeah, maybe, she got yeah. a prescription from the doctor she knows <laughs> at the pharmacy the that she went to <laughs> at their place. Should I like assume that people know what's going on with me or no? I don't know. Like, hey. I mean, like, you should probably people. I don't think people people know. I think people know that you maybe left on vacation and came back, but they don't know like oh, yeah, talk what happened. Well, talk about talk about what what the hell happened in your life, Jamie? How are you doing? What's going well, on? Well, um, I had a really great. I I had planned this really great trip to Mexico mm-hmm, that I bailed uh, on. Uh, yeah, I was gonna mm. go uh, to Mexico City, which I did. Took a side trip to Gilitla, which is a beautiful little mountain town in the jungle, in the mountains. You could see this this really cool surrealist sculpture garden there that was built by mm. Edward James, who was sort of like an English aristocratic fail son. 
basically, who was like, I'm going I'm to take all of my money <laughs> and go to Mexico and build this magical place in the jungle. And, you know. He walks a future hipster fell so could fly. Yeah, yeah. And he was a good, <laughs> like, he was really good to everybody in the town and the community, all the workers who built this, like, crazy fucking place for him. Um, he, like, sent all their kids to school and, like, okay. bought them land and houses and shit. All right. So he... Uh, he's, he's warming up to me he's, a little bit. Yeah, he's he's a beloved figure in the town. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. But then... He, uh, he, was, on, he was on some... What was it? Uh, 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 who was the person that was from Mali that gave away money or everywhere he went? Like, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like, like, like former... Like, people talk about the richest person in history. It's like, this this king from Mali... Like, oh, you're talking about um, 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 Mansa Musa? Yeah, he was on some Mansa Musa shit. It's like, oh, I'm going to show up. I'm going to okay. give away all this money. He, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was super cool. All the, the great surrealists, a lot of them went there. Although he did not mean for it to be open to the public. He's like, Damn. I just want to chill here in this yeah. giant surrealist sculpture garden place in the jungle. Like, he knew Dali and he never invited him because Dali was an asshole. Just mm. like funny I mean, I'll buy shit. That. Funny Do- shit like that. Dolly was the Kanye West of his time. Yeah, yeah. Nobody liked him. I mean, what if you had a what if you had a friend that was like incredibly talented and like world renowned, but like also just happened to be a fucking dick? I mean, yeah, sucks, that's man. probably a lot of famous artists and writers and intellectuals. Yeah, it's like yeah, Kanye is a good example. So is Dolly. It's like you know, oh yeah, you're so smart. You're yeah. so you're, you inspire me. You're so you're so intelligent. But I'm not gonna bring yeah. you to the function because you're gonna scare the hoes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but the, they're gonna want him to come though. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of like you know, you got to make up excuses why you can't bring him. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't like it. Like, you wouldn't like it. It won't, it won't be fun. Yeah. Or like because yeah. they'll show up like one hour in. It was just like I could already imagine like. Both of them, Kanye or like Dolly, like one hour in, like starts like <laughs> it's on the table, just like like <laughs> preaching. It's like this is why we need to do this for the future. The <laughs> so future. Yeah, yeah. They got they they both got the same kind of yeah. Dolly like supposedly that, yeah. did not like Mexico because it sort of outdid him in the area of surrealism. Just the whole country in general. Yeah. He was like, "Damn, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Like, I can't deal. I can't deal with this competition." But anyway, mm. I went there. That was really fucking cool. It's a very long drive from Mexico City. I do not recommend doing it the way I did. It's like eight hours. Like, I stopped mm. at one point to Not make a good sure. Time. Yeah, I stopped at one point um, to get directions from a guy selling a lote because I just wanted to make sure I was still going the right way. We trusted our lote guys. Yeah. We trust yeah. them. And by the way, I don't know what they're putting in that corn, but it is so much better. It is so much better in Mexico. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I tell you, but I'm sorry. You're not part of the tribe. So I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like <laughs> that's like a secret. Uh, it, usually it's, it's like, like corn. <laughs> okay. I thought I, I thought corn was pretty good, but no, corn is amazing when you get it at the right place. But he was like, yeah, this is the only road to go. He's like, you're going to Halitla? Es, es muy, muy lejos. And I, I was like, he was like, damn, you're going over there. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, just this man, <laughs> an, you found, you were like in the middle of nowhere, found him on the side of the road, told you, you're going over there? Yeah. He's like, oh my God, that's so far. You're really, you're really just going to drive all that way? I'm like, yeah, is this the road? He's like, yeah, <laughs> it's the only road. That's how, that's that's how you get you know. there. And I was like, damn, all right, I guess I'm going to get back in the car and keep driving. So that was fun. And then I got back to Mexico City. And why were you only driving, Jamie? I thought you were, you were with your boyfriend. Because no one else knows how to fucking drive. That's I'm the only one. 
My boyfriend needs to grow some balls. Um, my friend Effie, <laughs> hey, who I was with, uh, is a Mexican citizen without a driver's license. She said that it's really easy to get one in Mexico City. You just have to like pay some money to someone. And I'm nice. like, yeah. all nice. right, well, you should you should do it. You're as qualified to drive as anyone with a license. But uh, we appreciate a country that uh, that rewards self starters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I had also to do all too, the I, Also driving. too, now I was gonna say also too, like as someone who's been in in a car accident, uh, uh, I don't I don't blame anyone for not wanting to drive. Cars are terrifying. No, I know driving is terrifying. Well, it's annoying though because like sometimes you have to, and like That's, you have to, and you don't want to be the only one. I to don't do it. like I don't yeah. love driving either i just do it because sometimes that's how you get have to get somewhere yeah <laughs> until we have high speed high speed rails you know crisscrossing this entire continent president she saved this country i mean yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i mean look amlo is trying to build some kind of a high speed train um but it, that's controversial because he's calling it the train maya and trying to run it through the zapatista territories yeah, I mean, mm. it's there's like that tension between like uh, organic bottom up like libertarian like libertarian socialist movements, and then also with like this kind of going through the in- existing institutions like uh, sock dem slash you know uh, left left nationalist kind of politics. It's like there's that tension that mm. I support Amo, I support the Batistas, and yet they don't like each other. It's yeah. very unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, it's like we live in a shitty capitalist world. So what's the train going to do? It's going to bring tourists places that tourists didn't really go before. And yes, they will bring money. But um, the Zapatistas especially, I I found, are very conscious of not wanting to be dependent on money from wealthy tourists. Mm -hmm. Like when I was when I was there, Everywhere. I mean, I did an episode of the Antifada about this, but like Chiapas is the poorest state in Mexico. That's true. And everywhere you go in Chiapas, every tourist attraction, there are it's just like tons and tons of kids begging you for money Mm. Um, and like people trying to hawk their wares and stuff. When you go to the Caracol that I went to, when you go to Oventique, it is completely different from that. Um, the kids all like you can tell they put a lot of resources into the school there. The kids all have uniforms and they get an education uh, up through a much higher grade than the average uh, kid in Chiapas does. And we were actually they, they're very choosy about who they'll let in, like because mm. you know sometimes the government sends people to spy on them uh, and other shit like that. So like you tell them what what you're trying to do, why you're there, why you want to come in, and they decide if they're going to let you in or not. And then when we were at the store, you know, buying Zapatista t-shirts <laughs> and stuff, uh, we tried to give them extra money, like por la lucha, and they wouldn't take it. Mm. So, But I have a whole episode about that on the Antifada, if you want to listen. Anyway, I get back to Mexico City. Uh, I spent all day at the punk flea market, which is called El Tropo. Uh, buying cool punk clothes and jewelry and stuff from all the vendors there. And at the end of it, I was like, man, I'm, I don't feel so good. My throat hurts. And oh my no. friend was like, cough, cough, cough. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it is. Yeah. My friend, no. my friend was like, Oh, come over to my house and I'll make you some tea. And I was like, okay, great. Me- Mexicans do love their tea. 
and that yeah, we she I had could a, say that, folks. So don't know I'm Mexican. <laughs> I could say that. She, well, <laughs> my friend is Mexican, and she had many kinds of tea. She's also like very witchy. She's into Mexicans love their witchcraft. She, it's into, also true. She's into some witchy <laughs> shit. She's on some witchy shit. Um, and then I went back to my hotel, and Brujeria. I was like, yeah, see, si, see, si, mi amiga es una bruja. Um, and then I got back to my hotel, and I was like, man, I really don't feel so good. Uh, wonder what's mm. wrong with me. And then I started to get like some chills mm. and a fever, Not and I was bomb. like coughing a lot. I was mm. like, oh no, oh jeez, oh jeez. Oh, and I was supposed to go to. Was it a dry cough? Uh, it was <sighs> wet, dry. It was all over the place. Mm. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Either I have COVID or I have the fucking flu because I did not feel well. And then the next you day, you could have fluvid. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm like sickly enough that I invented a new kind of disease. <laughs> you had you had the latest strain of COVID, I got, yeah, like a hybrid. Um, but yeah, I I had the Rona, so I had oh, to no. cancel the rest of my cool trip that Wait, I planned. Right now? I'm joking. I mean, look, I'm still like I tested negative in time to fly home, but I'm still like coughing a little bit and. The doctor said, okay, so what happened after that? I canceled my trip. I was going to go to Oaxaca, Oaxaca City, rent a car, drive south to Puerto Escondido with a little stop at the uh, magical mushroom town, San Jose del Pacifico, on the way. But uh, didn't do any of that. Uh, instead, I just had to quarantine in Airbnb for a week. And then at the end of the week, I was starting to feel better. I was like, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to go take a walk outside, get some food from a street vendor. Dun, dun, dun. The next day, I came down with a stomach infection. <laughs> yeah, damn. You got hit again, I was man. really, 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 really sick. God. I would rather have two COVID. Two strikes, Jamie. That's two strikes. Uh, I would rather have COVID 100 times than have a stomach infection even you once. You sure it about was so you bad. You sure about that? <laughs> I mean, uh, if somebody's offering me that choice, yes. Yes, I am. Wow. So then I was really sick from that. And... I was really concerned that I wasn't going to be well enough to fly, but I, you know, managed to get my ass on a plane. I remember you texted me, Jamie, like shortly after you got the stomach virus, and you're saying, you know, for a little moment there, it was getting a little, it's going a little dicey. Like you, you, you said you were a little, little worried about, about yourself. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Like my friend, so my friend Ashauri, his girlfriend had a stomach infection like the week before that. So luckily they mm. knew exactly what to do. So my wonderful friends, they, you know, they showed up with like hazmat suits on basically, but they oh brought me, they brought me some medicine that made me feel a little better. And then I saw a doctor virtually and mm. he was like, yeah, you have a stomach infection. <laughs> sounds like. Did he even need to see you? He's like, no, you got this. No, nope, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was it was cool because I don't I don't think there's anything like this here. But in Mexico City, you can get a prescription uh, delivered to you in under 90 minutes from when it's prescribed, which is pretty great. Uh, they also have like. So those listening, this is in Mexico. People who so-called call a third-world country, and yes, in this country, so-called first-world country. Can't do that. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, healthcare, pretty much any country you can go to is going to have better healthcare than the United States. It's true. Uh, Mexico Absolutely. has like low key <laughs> Medicare for all. 
the thing I had to use to see a doctor virtually. Yeah, they have soft Medicare for all, probably, but but like not like not like the true Medicare for all, but it's like light version of it. Yeah, like there are some places we can go to see a doctor for free. Like I I saw in the in the neighborhood Doctores, which is where the hospital is, and all the streets are named after doctors. Uh, just like this mm. long, 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 long line of uh, people waiting to see a doctor at God the hospital. socialism line. Yeah, but I mean, but, but I mean, drugs are cheaper too, right? I mean, I'm assuming that like yeah. drugs are cheaper than because I know that oh, like, definitely in the United <laughs> in the United States, like people will either go to have operations like surgery done in Mexico or purchase drugs yeah. that are like. Much, much, much less expensive than in the oh, United yeah. States. Oh, yeah. And they'll, people will go to have dentistry done a lot of the time, too. Mm-hmm. In a lot of border towns, you see signs everywhere for dentistas. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad this there, happened. So, so, there was, like, a long line to go to the public hospital. Yeah, there was a long line. Goddamn socialism. To- this is what happens when you get <laughs> government-run health care. And, and, you know, I felt <laughs> bad for the people having to wait in line for so long. But, like, in the United States, those people would just die. Like, yeah, they I mean, would yeah. literally or, or just I mean, be like, dead, so. Like, I mean, I don't know. I've never, like, lived in another country, but I've heard, like, uh, people talk about the Canadian healthcare system. and Death say, panels. Oh. Like, yeah, they they wait, like, in long lines, too. But it's, like, in the United States, you may never actually, especially for, like, a life-saving operation, you may never get to see a doctor. Or by the time you get to see a doctor, you may be fucking dead, you know? Bro, you can't even, so it's like, you get to pay, like, $1,000 for, for, like, a premium a month for, like, even, yeah, even and the, a chance to go to a yeah. doctor without bankrupting you. Yeah, like coupled with that exactly too. But people talk about the long wait lines. It's like, yo, you have the same thing in the United States for much less, you know. I definitely got to see like the two tiers of the Mexican healthcare system because mm. um, I, you know, I saw the line. I went to a place the first time I got my COVID test. I went to a pharmacy called Farmacias del Oro, and, you know, waited a little bit. The doctor visit is free there, but the COVID tests cost a little bit of money. I think it was, like, 15 bucks. Um, mm. And the doctor was like, yeah, you have COVID. Let me tell you some things to feel better. Um, and then the second time I had to go back and get tested. Well, okay, now I'm going off on a tangent. Um, the second time I had to see a doctor, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm so sick. I can't get up. I'm too fucking nauseous. I was like glued to the floor. I was like, I need to see a doctor virtually and I need to see a doctor right now. So I used <laughs> one of these apps that must be like some kind of fucking startup or something. It's called Dr. Alia. And I paid like 75 bucks to That's see a, good amount. a doctor uh, virtually, you can filter for if they speak English, which I went for mm. because I was feeling really sick and didn't feel like trying to speak Spanish at the at that mm. particular moment. Uh, the yeah, moment that sickness was sickness struck the ability to speak <laughs> Spanish. Just fell it out really the, did. Out it's <laughs> crazy how that works. I've noticed it in my um, in my Spanish speaking friends as well, like in my Mexican friends. Um, they'll speak really good English all day, and then at night they get like drunk and tired, and they're like, "Fuck it." And th- yeah, because I mean, it, it's like taxing, you know. Yeah. I mean, it actually takes like effort. It's not you like, have it's to not think your first about language, it, you, know? you know. Even if it's your first language, dude. By the end of the day, like I can't even put two like two words. That together, is man. true too. I tend <laughs> to run out of words. Hey, hey, stop it! All right, I'm gonna be yelling at the cat periodically because she's scratching the chair, <laughs> my little baby. Anyway, um, 
So my doctor thinks that um, the stomach infection sort of uh, made it harder for me to get better from the COVID because apparently your immune system is centered in your gut. Um, I didn't mm -hmm. know that this was true. I thought this was just something that like bullshit wellness bloggers talked about, but apparently it is true. So mm. uh, I just feel kind of tired and crappy and I'm still coughing For a lot. But. In some ancient societies, people believe that um, people, some people theorize that they thought that the heart, like, or at least like the, the soul was centered in the, like some people thought the heart, like the heart region in the chest, but some people thought the soul mm. was actually the stomach because mm. of like, because of, of like yeah. certain sensations. Like you, like when people mean the gut feeling, that's like a real thing. You, you do literally feel something in your gut sometimes. Mm. Yeah, like when you're scared, yeah. when you're right. excited, you know. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. They yeah. were much yeah. closer to being right than the people who thought it was a heart. Yeah. Because all, yeah. th all that does is... But guess what? The they blood. were all wrong. It's in the br in the head, dummy. Yeah. Everything is in the head, dummy. I mean, some many things. Many things are in the head. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm back, and I'm really happy to be alive, and I'm not going to blame Mexico for any of it. Um, I still love it there so much, especially Mexico City, where I have wonderful friends who helped me out when I needed them. And uh, I might... I might try to move there for at least some portion of the year. I feel like that might be in the future for me. Not sure yet. Oh, yeah. Well, thank oh, you yeah. for that very long story to my question of how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. Long story short, JB got sick and had to cut her vacation got, short. Yeah, I got a little Unfortunately. sick. But she got ill. Now she's ill because she's drinking the codeine. <laughs> now she's drinking the codeine. Vladimir, <laughs> lean in. I'm gonna say it again. Um, Hello, everyone. How are, yeah. you, how are we doing? How How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. I don't have any uh, uh, lengthy stories about trips to uh, uh, other countries and getting ill, unfortunately. But uh, I've been I've been alright. I've been okay. I've been I've been chilling, uh, chilling at home. Yeah, just chilling, having a good time. But yeah. as everyone does listening, as you could tell. What are we what are we doing? It's a bit of a different episode, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're just uh we're just gonna it's talk exciting. about some some of the this is more lax episodes, yeah. not theory, but we're gonna talk about uh or reading. News. We're, we're gonna talk about some uh news. Some news hard hitting. Today. We're doing hard, a hard hitting, hitting news analysis. The goddamn news. Podcaster ling. The most trusted news uh news people in America. We're doing it. We're news we're news people. Yeah. No, so that, that, like, it's kind of like Walter Cronkite, like, that's how the cookie crumbled. No, that's how the codeine crumbles. No, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> that's how the codeine gets you crunk. <laughs> that's how the codeine leans you More get. like Walter Cronkite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't encourage me. But, um, but you know, for, to be clear, we're, gonna, we're trying this out. We're going to try out how, th how this feels to make sure we're all, mm. we, 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 one, want to get more regular content out because for us, it's important to keep informing all of you about our own perspective, a Marxist perspective, a communist perspective on what's going on in the world to, one, uh, while, while we're preparing and, and creating the theory and history that we, as part of this podcast, we also want to kind of connect it to, mm -hmm. to, to contemporary events, you know, as we kind of already do. If you're, if you're, if you're a Patreon subscriber or if you see um, pre previews, if you're not, it, we don't make, we don't make it, we don't have a, a, tiered system in terms of fan base but for those who are patreon subscribers you might know that we have something called cultural marxism and that's an example of what we kind of talk about in terms of you know more casual more vibey but also mm -hmm. there is there is actual analysis from a marxist point of view in terms of cultural media we can't help it 
But also, we're going to talk about that in what's going on in, in the world, in current affairs. Yeah. Anytime we talk and about the news, you're getting a Marxist analysis because yes. we're Marxists. Yeah. Yes. Even, even when we're like riffing, guess what? Guess what? And I'm sure you guys, too, <laughs> want to hear us like... Like, cause we were, we us among us, we were talking about it that you know sometimes people just want to hear us like just like shoot the shit, you know, mm -hmm. just like talk about current events, uh, cause there's a lot going on. I mean, there's always a lot going on, but nowadays especially and more also, than there used to be. Most importantly, yeah, more than there used to be. Most importantly, on, I'm sure like. those listening would also just appreciate since Aaron's back to hear him shit post thing in real time. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, although I will say, uh, uh my shit posting, uh. On Twitter is probably a, a better than me being on a microphone, well, but uh, I will try. You, I will try to live up to your well, expectations. You can't get deplatformed from true. your own podcast. This is true. Yes, this is yes, true. Keep, I can't get kicked off you, my own podcast. If you could keep the shit posting to the to this podcast, it'd be better for everyone involved, Aaron. But so be it. Include including me and my uh, my what fifth account now or sixth. Was the seventh? I don't fucking know. No, this is your first account. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard. He is my first account. Exactly. It's my first. I'm new here. Twitter account. I from the I'm one new to Twitter. Have in my life. Anyway, moving on. What's your first news story? What do you guys want to talk about first? Um, Bitcoin. Let's do it. Starbucks. You want to talk about Bitcoin? Well, I can tell. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read the Bitcoin well, story. I did, but I did, if I, you want to tell us, I did, no, I no, it's not my story. It's Jamie's story. But. But, or Jamie, but, you, if it's you all of our story. It's our story. All of our but, stories. But the fact of the matter is, I didn't, I didn't get to read it either. But the initial hook, it's a hook. It's definitely a hook. Want to take it away, Jamie? Yeah. So the headline here is: Peter Thiel calls Warren Buffett a sociopathic grandpa from Omaha and Bitcoin's enemy number one. Oh my fucking god! I saw that headline. I was like, "I'm listening." <laughs> so, so wait, hold up. Before you, before you start, Jamie, can I just? Uh, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun, but uh, I always like to kind of like from just the title alone, imagine what this piece is about. It sounds like the um, like the the new money versus like old money, you know. But except we're not talking about like. You know, like 19th, 20th century America, we're talking about, I guess, like actual the old money. fashioned. Well, yeah, like the old fashioned, like robber baron who came up. I don't even know how Warren Buffett made his money, actually, to be fair. I'm assuming I, I, just. You want me to give you the lowdown? I know a little bit about Warren yeah, Buffett. Yeah. Warren, how do he make his money? Well, Warren Buffett made his money by investing in stocks over a long period of time. But mm. he's, he's, I think the assessment that he's old money is a good one because his father was a senator. Mm. So not not some nobody. Um, it was a senator for a long time. I think of I think it was from Nebraska as well. I, I might be misremembering. Mis it might be a senator or a congressperson, but they were part of the f the federal legislature. And mm. point being is that they were a investor, stock stockbroker for very early on in a career. But then pretty much from then on, when he when he started the company that they have now, which is a uh, Berkshire Hathaway, they were just investing in companies and. They've done it over a long period of time, and mm. their his 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 this entire existence in terms of making money is like, yeah, I keep owning stuff. That's literally he's like a pure capitalist. Like, no, sorry, not a pure cap. He's a cap. There's, there's a cap. I know, I know, but you he's like he's like versus like versus like Bitcoin, which is just well, like I mean that's all fictitious well, capital. Well, Peter, but versus well, like Peter Thiel is a bit different. Peter Thiel uh. is, in my opinion, the most dangerous man in America. But that's the whole. But but for different reasons. First of all, let's give a big bit background on Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel, it's interesting figure. 
Mm. He is an immigrant. He's an immigrant from dun, 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 dun. Transylvania. No. <laughs> no. Because uh, he's a vampire. West Germany. <laughs> West Germany. <laughs> close really, enough. That's close, close enough. But I mean, he's a conservative from West Germany. Mm. But uh, I, I guess my point saying is that there's like there's like I'm just there's like the dichotomy between yeah. like you know the way that for the t- most of like I guess like you know like most of no, our, I, I, I mean twentieth twenty twenty first century like you know classic like kind of uh, a capitalist investment versus Peter Thiel Bitcoin and whatever the fuck this shit is now yeah I mean it's also old money versus new money and that Warren Buffett is all tied up in real money mm-hmm. and Peter Thiel yeah. is all about this high tech funny money. So it's literally yeah. old versus new money. Mm-hmm. Jesus, man. So, yeah, you guys want to know what happened? Yeah, what, what's, what's what's up with the beef? Okay. The latest beef. So um, we I can go over the key points, or I can just fucking read it. Well, well be, be real, real quick to finish your point, Aaron. Um, based on what you said, mm-hmm. I, th- I, I guess what your, I think your point stands regardless because Warren Buffett represents this old like wave of like finance capital. Whereas yeah, to represent this I mean, kind of yeah. more newer of like Silicon Valley. Well, that's tech. going to be an exactly. issue exactly. in this story. Let's take a look. Let's do it. So it's from CNBC.com. Mm. And it reads, at a Bitcoin conference Thursday, billionaire venture capitalist Peter Thiel said Warren Buffett tops an, a quote, enemies list of people who are trying to stop the cryptocurrency. Enemy number one, Teal said to a booing Miami crowd. <laughs> Imagine getting booed at your own. Uh, or are they booing him or are they booing? I think they're, they're booing, booing Buffett. Not, they're booing, they're booing Buffett. Buffett. All right. This is just poorly written then. Yeah. Enemy number one, he said to a booing crowd is, quote, the sociopathic grandpa from Omaha. Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is based in Omaha, Nebraska. Teal who by 2018 had reportedly amassed hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin through venture firm Founders Fund. So self-interest here. Oh, uh, yeah. Also called out <laughs> J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon and BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. Yeah, other hmm. finance capital hmm. people. Teal presented large graphics with images of the two financial executives and their bearish comments about Bitcoin. The images all contained the word gerontocracy. I mean, Peter Thiel is no spring chicken himself, but whatever. Also, Jamie, could I, could I, could I just interject yeah. real quick? Which is like, remember, like, uh, you know, I mean, I guess you have like famous, like, I'm thinking of the rat beefs of the '90s, you know, uh, which. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to glorify because, like, motherfuckers got shot and died. But, <laughs> actually, we'll leave that all up to Damon Dash. That was all him. It was all a conspiracy on his shoulders. But, that being said, I guess you got, what, Dave, Pete Davidson and Kanye. But this is, like, incredibly lame. You just have, like, these, like, you know what I mean? These, like, these, like ghouls like Jamie Dimon and Peter Thiel and, like, these octogenarians like Warren Buffett, who probably has, like, no idea what is going on, like, half the time. And they're, like, beefing with each other, man. Yeah, I mean, I say like beef. it's like the Ken Watanabe meme. Like, let him fight you. I, I think we should just like uh, <laughs> stand back and let them let them at it. When different factions of capital yeah. start fighting, sometimes we get caught up in there it. are wars, Always. and that is bad. Um, yeah, we're collateral. But you yeah. know, yeah. maybe not. Maybe not in this instance. So uh, I have a take on this, but we'll, I'll save it till the end till yeah. we get through this. About Diamond, Teal said his views are part of the quote. New York City banker bias. Mm. Hmm. This so, is making so, me a little uncomfortable, so, guys. So, so think about it. This is Peter Thiel is a 
hyper-conservative. He calls himself now a, he used to call himself a libertarian, but now he considers himself a, uh, what's the term? Nazi Nation- fascist? Na- nationalist, uh, con- a nationalist conservative. Like, it's like a conservative nationalist. Oh, that, yeah, they're like, yeah, dude, they're like, yeah, the Nat, the Natcons. Yeah. They're oh, like basically national- like Josh Hawley and shit. Nationalist conservative. He calls himself that. Peter Thiel does. He's a, yeah, he's that's a, what Josh Hawley believes in shit. From a conservative, very conservative family that moved from West Germany, calling, it has an issue with what he calls, what was it you said? But finance capital. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's mm. that's, that's, mm. that's privileging. Uh, uh, well, like, oh, oh my god, it gets worse. Keep going, would, yeah. So I, I have some questions as well. Um, but let's, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, this is ahead. crazy. So Teal held up a headshot of Buffett with the words "rat poison" on it, oh my god. referring to the time the Berkshire CEO dismissed Bitcoin using that phrase. Another quote from Buffett read, "I don't own any, and I never will. How dare you!" <laughs> Earlier this year, Berkshire invested $1 billion in Brazil's new bank, an online bank that's popular among crypto investors. Okay, so what's, what's the problem then? Um, he's investing in things adjacent to that. Uh, the Miami tirade is Teal's latest and boldest public attack on the people he sees as standing in the way of Bitcoin's progress. This is what we have to fight for Bitcoin to go 10 times or 100 times from here, Teal uh, said. Oh, God, this, is, this sounds really bad. Yeah, we gotta uh, we gotta fight them. They're standing in the way. This is of, the lamest beef of ever, the man. Uh, I think this is really bad, but we'll, we'll, we'll I'll save it. I'll save he get he added it. that those investors are fine touting blockchain, the technology underpinning the cryptocurrency, but feel the need to take down Bitcoin and its legitimacy. I mean, I feel like Bitcoin did a good job of that itself when it just tanks regularly. Um, and yeah. and just just generally behaves more like a commodity than a unit of exchange, aka money, which is what they're mm. trying to sell it to us as. But right. I digress. Uh, so when they choose not to allocate, oh, when they cho- when they choose not to allocate to Bitcoin, that's there. a deeply political choice. That's fair. I mean, that's correct. A prominent backer of Republican politicians, most notably former President Donald Trump. Buffett, mm. Teal said, invests in, quote, a list of woke companies, which is also a funny phrase. Uh, the, those, those <laughs> all of these people lo- are bad. Those Natcons love talking about woke capitalism. They yeah, do. Yeah, they, they really do. They love talking about the way that big tech is, like, on the side of, like, the liberals and, like, they're trying to shut out and silence conservatives. But, I mean, like, I think, you know, touching on that, I think I'll say something now. It's just, like, I mm. find a lot of this deeply worrying because... People like Peter Thiel um, and that whole like NACOM movement are correctly, yes, hear me out, correctly saying certain issues that are in society like finance capital, like big tech mm. monopoly of like having platform for freedom of speech, things of that nature, and can like deplatform people. Mm. They are correct in talking about that, but of course we don't agree with their solutions or like what they're what why they're talking about. But since they have like. You know, they're the, really the largest voices talking about that. Mm-hmm. It's deeply mm-hmm. worrying when, like, you have, you know, this movement of people who, like, are n- interested in being, like, national conservatism, trying to create, mm-hmm. like, a different, um, like... It's, it's like trying to, it's trying to, like, they're trying to kind of, like, I mean, what I would say is, like, they're trying to uh, sort of create a distance between like um conservatives like modern conservatives i guess or moderate conservatives you know the conservative the republican party yeah and to be honest with you i don't know if this is like a hot take but 
they're kind of like better materialists in the sense that like yeah, they are they understand that like there's like this contestation over power and resources yeah. and they understand that their power is dwindling but their solutions are like batshit insane and like i mean fascist right essentially, i mean i know? mean like I, I think what you're saying is like they're, they're like one or two steps away from just like getting to that point because in the united states at least that whole movement is predicated on we need to do something about immigrants we need to do something about uh people who are not basically not traditionalist in, in a sense of like yeah. those who are queer, those who are uh, not cis, those who are identifying something that is not kind of like in this traditionalist kind of framework. But then also if if you're predicating on like creating like something about the body politic, right? Something about cre- mm. con- joining... It's like a civic nationalism essentially. Right. Like, but, 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 yeah. but predicated on ex- exclusion and also uh, like when you're talking about when your criticism of the existing society is predicated upon finance capital, and I would argue tech is like a manifestation of that same criticism, it it's it's giving it's giving cabal vibes. It's giving oh the shadowy <laughs> cabal, and also it's not an accident that the national conservatives are how do we say united in their attack among a certain group of people in this country that have share many characteristics in like Europe into the 20th century with with Jews in 20th century in Europe which is like well, yeah they're an, they're anti-semitic as hell yeah <laughs> they're all they're well, all anti-semitic well, they're anti-semitic, but they're manifesting in a different way towards like anti and basically anti-asian rhetoric like anti-chinese rhetoric yeah. because, because yeah. like it just it just like it's a it's a larger phenomenon but manifesting in a different way in this in in this moment so i i wanted to ask mm. you cuz this mm. the old the old fascist vibe yeah. right is uh we are yeah the, the say nazi germany i hate to mm. draw analogies but this is like a traditional example of fascism right you could have other examples too right. um, but the emphasis is on uh national production capital yeah. right. like factories mm. located in right. germany or whatever over this shadowy global finance capital right. Right. that they blamed on the jews um, mm. which is a way to basically keep capitalism going yeah. by saying this is the good, healthy German capitalism. That's the bad, unhealthy, right. Jewish, weird, yeah. freaky capitalism. Um, that's mm. what you don't like. Right. It's not that, you know, this social relationship in and of right. itself is bad. Um, well, so, But what's going on here when we try to draw comparisons? Because, like, what what kind of capitalist is Peter Thiel? Because he's a he's like this Silicon Valley tech bro venture capitalist guy, right? Like I don't think that necessarily tracks with the traditional NatCon conception of what they want the economy to be. So he he wrote a book in the late '90s um, called "The Diversity Myth," and he was one of the first mm. people talking about this idea that everything. Everything you know about affirmative action, everything you know about the need for diversity is completely wrong. And in fact, it is because a lot of these talking points that you hear a lot of like conservatives like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike, uh, who's like something like really, I don't even know, I don't even catch up with people because I just find them really annoying. Like uh, Ben Shapiro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Ben Shapiro, but also other conservatives like that. They say they seem to, uh, Jordan Peterson, mm. like uh, talking uh, about like. I'm gonna oh, go close th- the window because th- the wind is, is w- whispering at us. <laughs> it's it's, scre- it's loud. It's louder than a whisper. But but basically, mm. 
do you think mm-hmm. talk, talking about like you know diversity is like not true all the all these mm-hmm. kind of talking points originated really quite frankly from the early not like like 90s like mid 90s like culture wars of like oh that, that started from like people like peter Thiel, but then also like people mm-hmm. like alan bloom and mm-hmm. th- it's it's only grown since then but the fact of the matter is like that's so there's that element but i think to what you're saying jamie the reason i brought it up is because it, you know, I keep saying it, but I think it, it is important to mention West Germany did not, not did not denazify. Like I think it's important to just call a spade a spade. It did not. Yeah. The people who were in the Nazi Party remained in power for generations after World War II in West Germany, and a lot of people who you know nothing was done about it. So a lot of people who are descendants of that, someone very easily could be like Peter Thiel, for instance. I don't know for a fact. But I'm just saying it's like important to kind of keep in mind. It's like yeah. it, it, I just find it not coincidental. But in terms of like what's going on in this story, it's it's as a capitalist, he has an interest in kind of having you know we we ta- we kind of hinted at it before. But capitalism is a revolutionary system. Let's keep it in mind. It is a system that continually needs to revolutionize and change mm. things that exist in existing society. Financialization. Neoliberal as like an example of one revolution. The the uh, revol- industrial revolution, the many industrial revolutions are example of that. Mm-hmm. The tech revolution. These are things that like yeah, we are aware that capitalism, and I think Marx talks about this that capitalism is the first mode of production and is truly revolutionary. That continually yeah. revolutionizes yeah. itself. So as a manifestation of that, Peter Thiel has an interest in having a revolution against the the this this like larger entrenched capitalist order like he wants he wants yeah. to be in charge on top with like the crypto people that no now we're in charge of the immediate of exchange and finance capital so yeah. let me ask oh. you this then wait can i can i add can i add something real yeah, quick too it. i think i think the big thing with teal is like like the tech aspect too right because um and tell me if i'm wrong jorge but the first i think one of the first modern surveillance states is actually implemented in like west germany yeah right yeah like this is yeah right and like peter Thiel. i mean if we want to kind of like track that kind of route right peter Thiel's whole kind of thing is like it's almost like this kind of transhumanist sort of like capitalism right like this like i mean if i want to go a step further like techno fascism but it like it really just it really wants to kind of flatten out um all of these like uh these pesky uh differences between us um into like this technological kind of tech utopia which None of these differences matter. None of um, none of these uh, these battles of old matter because um, we've revolutionized the human experience with technology, which is like always fucking bullshit. Because like, who owns this technology in the service of whom? You know. Right. Well, you um, want to. So I, yeah. Sur- Go ahead, surveillance is also a big part of his business, right? Like exactly. Well, that's exactly. Palantir. Exactly. I mean, yeah. military yeah, Palantir, contractor yeah. that you know sells technology to ICE that they use to um, mm-hmm. you know survey and terrorize immigrants at the border. So I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna add some extra things that also add some extra aspects to this thesis, which is, you know, the company that he one of the companies started, Palantir, which for those that don't know know the reference, is a reference from Lord of the Rings that it's oh like yeah. it's like the spheres that if you've seen the movies, it's the spheres that people like Saruman used to observe things. That is is in a Palantir. Oh, that's like the Panopticon, bro. That's like yeah. the named, it's like the Panopticon. Named, that's so creepy. And he named the company that. And and <laughs> that's so terrifying, and, yo. You know, and it's important, important to mention that the express <laughs> mission statement initially 
Now it moves mm-hmm. away that most of its clients are corporations, but its first clients were like the State Department and things like that. That so mm-hmm. its expressed mission statement and they're public about that is that we originally started a company with the interest to defend Western democracy around the world. What does that mm-hmm. mean? Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So basically, Jorge, like what we're, we're, we're saying basically is that this is the new um, kind of like technological, technologically sleek, sleek capitalism that wants to supplant uh, yes. the, the sort of finance capital of all with these new systems of financialization and digitization and surveillance and all of these all of these things, man. God. So then how. OK, if he's a national conservative, how hmm. does he square this with the fact that like a lot of Bitcoin is mined in Russia or other places that are not here. Well, that doesn't matter. Well, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the hypocrisy that they never actually have to address. Right. Because like, I mean, it's all, it's like, it's just, it's just, yeah, I guess they don't have to address that. Right. Cause it doesn't really matter to them, you know? Cause if, I, I mean, what would, what do you say to someone like, um, yeah, that's a good question, but I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of an example, but it just gets me thinking of just like, the constant Republican hypocrisy. Like, they don't need to square stuff like that, you know? Well, I, th- I think an important element as well is that that doesn't matter because that this is not about... They don't, they're not ideologically interested in, like, crypto. They're ideologically interested in destroying the old order mm-hmm. to then have a new order. Like, that's the more yeah. important... And crypto part. just happens to be the vehicle to do that exactly. right now. No, or that, seems to be the vehicle no, to and, do No, and that. I think what's important about Peter Thiel is that he is one of the... The reason why I believe he's, one, he's the most dangerous man in America is because... He, as an example, is like he in his book that he wrote about, uh, called From Zero to One. He came out in 2014. It's like basically, he says, on notes on building the future is like the subtitle. And basically, that's th- terrifying. And it basically, he's arguing, he's giving us like his theory of like, how do you create a successful startup since he's invested in so many? And mm. he says things that are like, what is it? I would love to know. He says, he says things that are like, wait, this motherfucker understands this system and the, the only different like he really gets it like he's i'm saying like, materialist dude like, better materialist than the liberal like sometimes you know what i'm he, saying he said he literally this is like an example like the book is very short but it, for any marcus out there i actually recommend it because this is like shows you like this man is like really understood it from the from day one he said every every startup the goal of every company is to become a monopoly like he's just straight up says it he's like competition mm. is for losers yeah it's like yeah, like capitalists. Yeah, you, not to cut you off, a capitalist would be like, yeah, it's about competition." It's like, motherfucker, you know, you don't believe that. Mm. But Peter Thiel is actually Com- just saying, yeah. it. It's competing like, no, to do what, like what to become a fucking monopoly. Like what happens <laughs> when you win the competition, right. guys? Yeah, he said, like <laughs> exactly. he, he said, you want to be the entire market. He says this in the book. And another example, he says, an, an important instrument for a founder is to create a personality cult around them and to use myth- mythology, using previous existing mythology surrounding you to make people believe in you. Dude, this is some out of some Ayn Rand shit, dude. This is like I'm telling no, but, you. But Ayn Rand, but, the but the thing is, Ayn Rand believed in it in a very way. This is like on the next level. He's like doing a meta, like this is like a framework of ideology you can use to convince people to, for your power. Yo, it's like it's like you know, it's it's all of these people. Whether it's like, and I think that um, I would get back to the article, Jamie. But I think this is such a good article too because it really does highlight, I think, this division. Right. Between like the capitalists of old, I guess, you know, and like I'm not saying that Peter Thiel isn't still using these like mechanisms. Right. Of like the capitalism from the past, like like 30 years. Right. But it does really seem to be sort of this schism, which all of these people, whether there's Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, which is another good example, or Peter Thiel, 
they could all be kind of classified. I think they would classify themselves as like futurists, you know, like they think that they're really employing this technology to like take us into the future. Jeff Bezos, for example, his think his mentor in college, um, he was very interested in like space hotels. I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod, but basically we would be living in like a space hotels in orbit around Earth, like insane shit like this, you know? I mean, that All these sounds pe- cool, but I'm sure he would find a way to make it bad. But you know, he would, yeah, it would be like the expanse, basically. But, it would be asteroid. The hotels would be asteroids where we would mine them and stuff. Strong <laughs> recommend if anyone needs something cool to watch or read. Yeah, I guess if you can still read books uh, at this advanced date, the expanse is like, what if we still have capitalism and we expand it into space? That's what yeah. the expanse is all about. I, I, I do. And I, ironically, the expanse is 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 a uh, is uh it's published or whatever by amazon which is owned by jeff bezos so that's, that's kind of ironic so, yeah. can't, can't escape it <laughs> i will say there's something additional it's important to mention about peter thiel that makes his yeah. kind of influence particularly sinister which is he so people talk about paypal people know vaguely know about this but the, the people who were like the early founders of like people who were early on involved in that startup People, mm. the terminology people use to describe them are the PayPal mafia because they're just all kind of like, a, like a, almost like a clique. But like these people have all like have like so much influence in the, the, the current world that we live in in tech. And the fact mm. of the matter is like you have people like, like Peter Thiel, but then you have people who have like started like a bunch of companies and also inv- influence in terms of like Facebook and Google and like YouTube and and LinkedIn and uh, and then also Elon Musk was one of these people and. It's important to mention that for years and years and years, people who have cons- unironically called the Don of this mafia is Peter Thiel, the guy who was like the, at the center of this entire mm. cent- network. Mm. Jesus, man. Yeah. That's why, that's why like, the yeah. thing is, like, he's not the richest one, but he's probably the most influential one. He chose and, power and over money. Yeah. <laughs> and like creepy my, as well. Uh, Kevin Spacey, oh, what's God. his name, voice? <laughs> House, of, House of Cards. House of Cards voice. Uh, <laughs> what is there anything else in there, Jamie? That's uh, uh, um, w- I was almost done reading it. This is kind of funny, though. Oh, where did it go? Yeah. Fuck. I had it. Uh, there it is. Um, <laughs> at one point, Teal presented a colorful photo of Miami next to the word youth. We need to say, you know, you have to get on board with this, he said. So, like, I imagine, like, I don't know, it's a picture of, like, a cool guy rollerblading around Miami, like, short yeah. shorts or something. With sunglasses on like, or some shit like Bitcoin that. Bitcoin rules. Yeah, Bitcoin's rad. How do you do, yeah. fellow kids? Oh, my God. Also, did you see those ads a while back? Oh, who who did those ads? I feel like we ta- might have talked about this already. What? It's like some Which black ad? actor was doing these ads for, for crypto. And it was like positioned as something that's supposed to be good for like minorities who don't trust the banks. Oh, oh, is it um God. um um Spike Lee? Oh fuck yeah! Spike Wait, Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah, Spike yeah, it was Spike Lee. Lee. Spike Lee yeah, was doing, doing, doing yeah, crypto yeah. commercials. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of crypto. So so we gotta so we gotta we gotta do something about him and uh, Eric Andre too. Yeah. Both of them, man, because Eric Andre was in that shit too. I God feel like Eric Andre. He did NFT. Just wants to get paid. And like, does it really give a shit? Oh, Spike Lee actually this? genuinely believes I feel like this is Spike going Lee to help has the black, to have black some community. money tied up in it. Yeah, Spike Lee for real did believe it. Yeah, 
dude, didn't, didn't, aren't you guys seeing that, like, uh, that all of these celebrities, because I've been seeing this, they're all, like, just, like, doing the crypto thing now, man. It's, like, really, like, it's unsettling, dude. Yeah. Like, I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I know the commercials. They were at least, like, Larry David. Well, speaking of which. God, speak, I mean, Larry David, def- there's a 0% chance that Larry David knows what any of this stuff is. He just thought it oh, no, was a doesn't. funny commercial, which, you know, yeah, fine. That's true. I mean, why should we care mm, about Larry David, who's worth eight hundred million dollars? Clearly, he doesn't care about anything but money. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway. Speaking of my people, minorities believing that crypto help minorities. Let's talk about our old held mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Oh yeah, he's really into crypto. He wait, he's, isn't he getting paid in Bitcoin still? His salary is in bitcoin hell yeah which is insane <laughs> wait hold up hold up is he the first i feel like this is a first like is he the one of the first people like po- elected officials public figures to do this to take his salary in bitcoin one of, this is one, definitely one of the first in the united states um but i mean like not the first like, like i think you know to tie up like going to miami you know the mayor of miami who she's a Wowzers! Like he's an he's a hardcore anti-communist Cuban guy. But the thing is, like he he like I think a few days ago, I think like this previous week, um, we recorded this on a Sunday. We saw like he unveiled this new bull. Like he's like New York has this bull, so to be create we have a crypto bull, and it's like a mechanical bull that's like like kind of like almost identical to the one here in New York, but. But it's mechanical. Yeah, it's like a robot. No, it's it's uh, not even uh, it's in the sh- in the in the size and shape. It's identical, but it's like black. It's like robotic. Yeah, it's mechanical. Wait. It has like glowing blue eyes. It's like go. It looks like a fucking video so, game. No balls, like so boss is, or something like that. This is like the the Wall Street bull sculpture, yeah. but they made it into like a mechanical bull that you can ride. No, 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 like a robot, no. like a robot. <laughs> oh, no, it looks okay. it looks like a. It, it looks like a bionicle. Like, you know, if you know the fucking, the, the bionicle toys, it looks like a, like, yes, a video I wa- game. Yes, I watched. Bionicle bull. I watched all the movies as a kid. Don't judge me. <laughs> yes, it, it looks insanely. It looks insane. Hear, it looks like it's supposed bull. to be cool. I think it likes, you know, something no, that like, like girls ride at bachelorette parties. No, it, it's supposed to look cool. Like, it's supposed to look edgy and cool as this, like, mm. new bull for this new economic frontier, well, I guess. But it just looks fucking evil. I know your mind immediately went to, okay, I want to see if I could ride the bull. But <laughs> I know you went there. But anyway, point being, it, it's mechanical in the sense of, like, material. It looks like a, like a machine. Okay. My, okay, I Googled it. The first thing that comes up is Miami's castrated bull statue leaves yeah, artists it, feeling neutered. Yeah, because it, it doesn't have balls. It doesn't have the balls. It doesn't have balls. Like the, Why? the New York bull has balls. Like a real well, bull. Well, because this, this, that bull was supposed to be like an organic bull. This is the mm. bull of the future. This is the uh, the cyborg bull that doesn't yeah, need it balls. It reproduces man. asexually, right? Because it's a exactly. robot. Well, and it doesn't it, this is to, the Matrix no, bull. It doesn't need to reproduce. Like it, I guess it reproduces is the wrong word because it's, it's self-replicating. Just like, it's not a biological organism. I mean, look, it's look, something I, yeah. that gets made in a factory until you know they figure out how to reproduce on their own, which is going to be terrifying. I mean, look, it's going to be like self-replicating, like gray goo type of shit. I like, for one, nano, nano, nano uh, bots or something. I've thought about it. I thought about it for a sec right now, yeah. and I think this yeah. is a good thing for representation because this bull is a rep- representation of its audience that don't reproduce either. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is this. <laughs> what you're talking about? This like is the bull te- for the incels. Tech bro, incel. Yeah, tech bro, this is the incel bull. Ooh. This is Ooh. incel representation. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Actually, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
Oh, now I'm reading about it. It's so stupid. Well, read a little bit about it. Oh, what does geez. it say? Oh, jeez. Yeah, we should maybe put There's a clip here unveiling the bowl because it's such a good clip. Uh, yeah. This should. If this was a video, the cover. I would show you guys. I would show everyone the bowl, but you're just gonna have to look it up. Or yeah, look at the podcast. No, nah, we're gonna make it the pod. Make it the podcast art, man. Yeah. Make the bowl the podcast art. <laughs> oh jeez, it's so, there's. This is too long. This is way too long to read. No, nah, don't don't <laughs> don't read it. But he basically says, I forget what he says, oh. man. He says something about okay, the, the artist. Um, what's his name? Tadeshi Furio. Furio, oh shit. <laughs> That's the character from The Sopranos. Oh my god. <laughs> Furio Tadeshi um, cares not a whit about the criticism heaped on his Robo Crypto bull statue, which was unveiled Robo oh god, which was unveiled in Miami on Wednesday during a large cryptocurrency conference. The chrome and fiberglass work pays homage to Wall Street's bronze version, but carries out the task through maximum maximalism. Okay. Maximum maximalism. So, so this is basically Peter Thiel versus Warren Buffett. Warren yeah. Buffett is the yeah. goal, is the Wall Street bull, and Peter Thiel is the uh, the, the new one. Miami. Also, no also I don't know for yeah, a fact. No balls, exactly. I don't know for a fact. I do not know for a fact, but I do sincerely suspect that this was paid by the city of Miami. I don't think this was like, Oof. I, I feel like, like why is it? So it's like tax dollars you're saying yeah. went towards this shit? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like a good use of tax dollars. Yo, y'all, don't, don't y'all feel like sometimes, and we'll get to it when we talk about Howard Schultz, because, like, there are a few things, but like, I don't you feel basic, like sometimes... pretty basic well, no, mid, some, but some, come on. No, sometimes it feels like they're, like, they're, like, laughing. Like, they're, like, yeah. laughing at it. Like, they're mocking us, you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like they're mocking us, Let, dude. Let's, let's give a cyber bull for the peasants so to make them feel included. Oh, my God. Wait, like, remember the gold cube? Better. Oh, it gets oh, better. Go ahead, JB. Yeah, it gets better. So, Tadeshi is wondering the same thing as many others when this when the statue was unveiled. All right, what happened to the bull's uh, testicles? This is badly written. Uh, so, when he when he submitted the statue's design to its corporate sponsor, Trade Station, he included that anatomy. He says, "I'm sad to see that they removed them." Tadeshi says, "I designed <laughs> some huge mechanical balls." Trade station <laughs> neutered the creature to ensure it wasn't seen as promoting a male-focused financial industry. What? Quote, Bro, prosperity and wealth shouldn't have any gender, says Marco Carucu, a vice wow. president at the online brokerage. So they took the balls away to be woke. So the capitalists were too but woke. But I thought they were against like woke capital. I thought they were against woke capital. Make it make sense. <laughs> No, no, they're not. No, no, hurry. They're not against woke capital at all. They want to be uh, as as the the men as men of like uh, industry. They want to be uh, they want to be inclusive. But but does it? They want to make. Sh <laughs> does it make sense? Bull is the male sex of cattle. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't have gender. Well, it's a it's a non-binary bull. It's a non-binary bull. They're it's, they're they're, they're it's being a, inclusive. It's um, what you call it, uh, asexual. It's a no, it's an no, it's an, agender. It's an We're talking about it's an agender. Sorry, sorry, I like the, it's hard the to keep female all, all of these the newfangled terms. You know, it's hard to keep them straight. <laughs> or can I Dude. can I still say straight? Or are the SJWs <laughs> going to cancel me? I'll cancel you, Jamie. No, a banker, a banker is going to cancel you. A banker <laughs> right. who funded yeah. this, this bill, yeah. this Wait. bill is going to cancel CEO you. The CEO of 
JP Morgan Chase, Jamie Diamond will cancel you personally, Jamie. Wait, Jamie From one Jamie, Jamie to us. another Jamie, they're the namesake of Jamie. They'll cancel wow. you, Jamie. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're the protectorate of the Jamies. Yeah, that's that is really funny. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> like our our bull doesn't have any gender or sex. Our male cow has no gender. But cow is the female or of the species. They're like, oh my god. Yeah. God, man. I don't know. So, so what's up? But like, but like, what's up with but like, but like, yeah. I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. Like, why did make it make sense? Because like, if there's somebody be like non, like be like non-gen, like non-binary, or like be woke, they're talking about anti-wokeness in this conference. Like, you know what? They tried. All right. What matters I mean, like, is they just, tried. I mean, it's just like you know what we've been seeing for like I don't know. I feel like the past like. I mean, for a long time, but I feel like for the past 10 years, and I know I know this especially with the uprising like a couple summers ago, where I remember seeing a Black Lives Matter category on Netflix. Oh, my God. Or yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Or uh, shit like that. I mean, they're just like, coming, you know what I mean? But it's yeah, we knew it was coming. Really? Yeah, it's still, hashtag doom yeah. to see all these brands like, uh, you know, Doritos are committed to racial justice. And okay, but like, why? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm glad. Or Chiquita, or, or remember, remember when uh, during the January 6th uprising, like, Chiquita or some shit was like, we believe in like the democratic <laughs> wow. exchange of power. Wow, and it was just guys. like, okay, okay, you got it, fruit okay, company. You okay, got you. Okay, okay, okay. But, but now that you brought up Black Lives Matter, Aaron, like, mm. why did did y'all see for like a split sec? Lion King was listed under Black Lives Matter category on Netflix. No, <laughs> nah, that that's mad so fucked funny. up, bro. <laughs> that's mad fucked up, dude. It was like, it was <laughs> yo. It was like, nobody addressed it. It kind of like just got removed one day after someone mentioned it on Twitter, and it's like, yo, why was this on there? These are animals. The Bro, that's mad. Fucked up, son. Oh, my God, dude. The animals, it turns out, they were black. You didn't know that? <laughs> they were black, it turns out. Like, yo. I think I know. Because it was in Africa. Well, I think uh-huh. it was like, it was like, okay, you know, it was like Netflix or Disney Plus because it was like the new, it was the new, the, it was the new Lion King. And I think yeah. because like the new Lion King is voiced almost entirely by a, like a black cast. So I, I see, yeah. I, I could see what, if that was like, that was the decision. But did not think about for a second. Hmm, maybe this film they're supposed to be about the characters are all animals. I don't know that we should yeah. be putting that in that category. I mean, especially because like you know, maybe like some of the character. I don't know, dude. Whatever. I'm not even getting into that. All that. But that's pretty funny though. That <laughs> is pretty funny. I'm just gonna lie. I think it's funny because it's like, oh yeah, it's in Africa. Like I mean, we're, <laughs> we're gonna make it. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, it takes place in Africa. Simba is this part is, of this, the African diaspora. <laughs> exactly. He's oh an yeah, African but um, lion. but wait, Jorge. Before we go to eight you brought up you brought up. Is there anything you went to say about uh, Eric Adams? Because you brought him up. Yeah, I mean, I think and it's we, just and we got into the crypto. It's shit. important to mention, you know, since Eric Adams you know. is like a crypto chief and uh, crypto commander in chief. Um, yeah, and also crypto commander. You know, he, he, crypto he, commander. Do you see a lot of like the interesting parts of our current moment it, converging on that on that man? You know, he's like a he's like yes. you know. It's important to mention that he is a black man because it shields him from all these accusations of what he of his policies being racist, of being yes. against people of color and people and 
in people who don't have who don't come from who are from work, or workers or of working class or poor. Because and he's, he's a, a Democrat, right? Yeah, and, and he's a Democrat, he's a Democrat right? Yeah. And he's the mayor of New York City. And but 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 also it's important. All that I mentioned. Keep that. Again. You also come from like a you know come from like a pretty working class like environment. I think you grew up in Brownsville and in, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like he's a. He's a, you know, in some aspect, he did have like a, like a, like a, somewhat, from like a just purely abstractly, like somewhat inspiring upward mobility story. But mm. consider all of that. This person was a cop. He's a police officer. You literally have a former police officer as mayor of New York City. Literally, police state. Like literally, police is in charge of the state of New York City. Yeah. Um, but then also loves crypto. He wants all the crypto to happening. But then also. He loves to party it up with the with the Manhattan elite. What did I say? Yeah, spotted multiple times. You know, one time he was at a Wells Fargo credit card launch party, and it was like there was a video of him dancing and like vibing, where like Carol Delavine was like there. It's really bizarre. Bottles and bottles. <laughs> and God, and then also was like found like at a Valentino uh, a dinner in uh, what was it like? Sorry, let me pull the it up. man gets around. What's the point of being the mayor if you can't go to all the <laughs> parties and hobnob with celebrities? But also, like now he has COVID. It's a whole. It's also can I can I just mention too, like him like going to like these lavish parties. I mean, I swear to God, it's like every single mayor of New York City is like a Batman like mayor, like a villain. So basically, they're like a villain. You know, they're always like. Uh, cutting deals with corporations and they're always like in this case eric adams is a police officer you know uh but also too like on a serious note i mean he's been like raiding like these homeless encampments in new york city yep. this week like what uh i think out of 244 sites they raided 239 you know and so it's but just look like, at him dancing though yeah but he's like exactly and that's that's that, that is that, the, that, that, is, that the, is the the juxtaposition of our time but but also exactly now that you mentioned the the the, the encampments and like he said when asked about it when he was kind of showing like he's viewing it as like a success it's like a successful policy and to say it mm-hmm. he literally this is not not a joke this is seriously what he said what he the said, fuck did he say he said it He's like, I am confident that if Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were here, they would approve of our policy. Oh wow. Are you kidding me, dude? Are you wow. serious? You're saying like the... Ap- you really say that, yeah, man? He literally said that the apostles from the Bible will be like, yeah, this is a good, this is a good, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing the Lord's work here. What would, Yo, what Jorge, would you say though? He didn't mention Jesus. He wouldn't go that far. Of course he didn't mention Jesus, because Jesus, like, whipped the bankers out, or, man. Or, like, he got or, the ass. Or, hear me out, maybe he's saying the apostles approved of Jesus, and they approved of me. What do you think? Ooh. Yo, he's he's such, who, who, like... Think about that. He's like, who, who, who? They approved, they approved of one person. They're approving of me. I'm one person. Makes you think. Are you saying I mean, dude, he he's thinks such, he's Jesus? He's not saying that. I'm just thinking making a comparison. Uh-huh. Well, that's my that's my point I'm making up. He's, like, such a... I'm, I really think, like... I know that we like Trump is like we've had kind of politicians like Trump before, but Eric Adams, like maybe it's a New York thing, like Chris Cuomo. They're very like Trump like figures where like Eric Adams just like not only just says like the most insane shit ever, but I think genuinely like believes in it, you know? Yeah, he's no, like he's actually, a very weird asshole. No, no, actually, I, yes, he's just a fucking weird I, asshole. I looked, up the, I looked up the quote. It's actually worse than what I said. What did he say? What's the actual quote? He said, Go up. 
I can't help but to believe that if Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were here today, they would be on the street with me helping people get out of encampments. Oh, my God. Not that approved. Yeah. They'd be with me tearing down these encampments and, and making the, the lives of these already miserated people into a worse, even more precarious situation. They have so many options, the people in these encampments, you know. They just need someone to come, like... <laughs> Teach Appar- them to be better, apparently and then he they said, won't be so homeless anymore. Apparently, he said multiple times during this conference about the academy thing, I am having my Batman moment. No. His what moment? Batman moment. No. Yo, I'm telling you, dude. Dude, I am telling you, this guy is a fucking dude. He's a Batman villain, yeah, man. So he is having his Batman moment, but he's... He's a whole-ass villain. He's a villain. Yeah, he's, he's a, a vi- whole-ass villain, He's a yo. villain. Dude, I mean, like, I don't know. I think, like, I think, like, you guys are saying, he really is, like, like, Jorge, you were saying, it's kind of, like, a representation, or, Jamie, you were saying a representation of everything right now. And especially, like, to be clear, like, in, like, a so-called democratic liberal city, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, where, like, the guy's a fucking cop, you know, like, it's, like... It really is like literally like a fucking police state. Did we, like technically, literally a police state. Did we talk about how he wants to have something called new NYC coin? No. Nah, he dude. wants he wants the city to have its own cryptocurrency. Wow. Its own cryptocurrency. We thought we, thought we dodged a bullet when Andrew Yang didn't get elected. No, he's actually worse. He's not the only one who wants to put a Bitcoin casino in the middle of Central Park. Turns out. He's. This. Well, well, as as what did he what did uh, Eric Adams say? He said, um, "New York City, the city of swagger. We got to bring back the swagger." Oh as he, said. Yeah, he said, "It's not fun anymore." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. The first old head, as uh, as Ed says, uh, the first old head mayor. Now, of New now, York City, now what you know about this? What you know about now? What you know about this nephew? Yo, I hate that motherfucker, man. Well, I mean, uh, we got our own little. Uh, we got somebody similar down uh, here, but running for Senate instead, Herschel Walker. Oh my god, he's kind of like a. He's kind of like the Eric Adams of the of the South. For those a little listening bit, so. who don't know, can you explain who Herschel Walker is, Aaron? Oh man, so uh, I, I'm not from Georgia, but. For what I know, Georgians love him because um, he was actually never an NFL football player. Oh, he wasn't? I, think he was, I thought uh, he was. No, he was never. Dude, my friend told me the other day he was never actually in the NFL, man. But um, he was in the AFL, no, which is the no. American Football League, which AFL? is Trump's football league. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense now, dude. No. He was in the NFL. He was in the fucking AFL, which makes a lot more sense, dude. So Herschel Walker, not for people who are not listed. <laughs> no, not the not the Trump, No, not the labor Trump union. Trump really was like... He really was a, a he, rep- was, he, he was he was yo Trump figure. was scheming on this shit. Trump was scheming on this shit thirty years ago, bro. No, no, but like, it's been a long con for no, this motherfucker, no, man. No, no, but like Trump really was a revolutionary figure for like the fucking boat, like the boat rental owners and like yeah, the fucking dude. like weirdo, like small business owner type who's like, yes, one of us, yes. And it, and it see it culminated in January sixth. No, I'm kidding. But like seriously though, like yeah. So Herschel Walker. I mean, that could be said. Uh, I don't know too much about him. But Herschel Walker. He's running for Senate here. He's a black guy. Um, he's just really batch insane. Running as a Republican against Raphael Warnock. They're actually neck and neck right now. And I think part of it is because um, yeah. Wait, I mean, is Warnock is sort of like a regular left liberal. Kind of. I mean, yeah, Warnock is sort of Warnock. I would say gives makes himself seem like he's more progressive, um, at least than um, 
Ossoff. That's how he kind of seems. But you know, they both run as so-called progressives. I mean, Warnock, yeah, Warnock, I mean, Warnock did, did did accept uh, Fidel Castro to New York City to his yes, church. Yes, so, uh, yeah, the Ebenezer Church, which is pretty Ebenezer based. Church down here in pretty Atlanta. Based, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he did accept. Actually, uh, I think. I think uh, Jake Tapper tried to catch him and he had him on his show and he asked him, did you know that Castro was going to come there and speak? And to be fair, like Warnock's response, I mean, he just seemed he didn't like he didn't like red bait. You know, he didn't like punch left. You know, he just basically didn't answer the question. He seemed like a good dude, but uh, it doesn't matter whether or not he's a good dude because he's a fucking Democratic senator. Also. He's gonna get his ass probably kicked by uh, Herschel Walker, maybe. Yo, possibly. look up Herschel Walker. Apparently, Herschel. Wa- oh my God! This, yeah, this guy's like. Yeah, yeah, this guy is fucking insane. Like I didn't do more. enough credit explaining this so guy, the, but he's the, fucking insane. So I want to know more. So I'm looking at this like on his Wikipedia. It's like Walker alleged that there was quote countrywide election fraud unquote, which is you know that's like pretty run of the mill among Trump land. But what he said, he urged Trump to, and true patriots to carry out a total cleansing. Bruh. Of what? Bruh. Yo. Of whom? <laughs> who's who's getting cleansed in this scenario? Bruh. And, and it's important to mention. It's important <laughs> to mention for those who are listening and don't know. And it's really important to mention because in this race, Herschel Walker's black. Because like it, 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 it we would assume that somebody of like Trump land would be kind of like oh like really pushing this really out there exclusionary policies that's like be like white but like nope. They're trying to bring in people who are people of color to then do these yes. racist exterminationist policies to be like, no, we're not racist. See, look at this person. Mm, those yes, jobs two, are two always point, open. Dude, two points on that. That's the thing with the national conservatism, right? Yep. Like, and this is even what you see like on the farther right. I mean, even though national conservatism and the Proud Boys are like a stone's throw away from each other, but they believe in like the civic nationalism where it doesn't matter. If you're black or if you're brown, you can also be subsumed into this national identity, you know, and it's like in their ideal world. I mean, the minute that you step out of line as a black person, like that's it, you know. Also, too, one thing I want to mention about Herschel Walker is that um, in true uh, moral panic 90s fashion, um, during, I think, a I don't know if it was it was in a debate. I guess it was like he gave a speech or something. It was an interview. Um, he expressed his belief in creationism. Um, oh my god! So yeah, this yeah, dude, like this guy is like bringing back. I mean, he's part of the whole nice. moral panic. With this, just all I coming. Think I got back a quote there. right here. It says, "Yeah." In March 2020, sorry, March 2022, Walker cast mm-hmm. out an evolution stating, "Quote: At one time, science said man came from apes. Did it not? If that is true, why are there still apes? Think about it." <laughs> yes, he said. Think, he said, oh you know God, what he said. Think about it. He he, you he know that he did meme. Something. He thought he did something. Wait, hold up. You know the meme with the black guy oh putting God. his head to his head, where he's like, "Think about it." Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Ass. That is so good. Uh, that's some like that's like old school. Like we're 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 returning to like a we're bringing we're bringing back the hits. We're bringing back the hits from like the nineties, two thousand, like conservatism. Look, if Marjorie Taylor know, Green dude. can do it. So can a black Hell man. Yeah. I love how like in the Hell Wikipedia yeah. article, like that really quote from. Equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. Psycho. Uh, whatever fascist. that is. <laughs> Crypto fascist. Demagoguery. Uh, I lo- Demagoguery. I love how um, like in like the Wikipedia article about what I, where I got the quote from, the next sentence after that quote says, Wikipedia literally says both humans and apes evolved from a now extinct common ancestor to live 10 million years ago. It's like... the 
the encyclopedia was like, let me just put like this actual fact to make sure. Let, people, me, fact, let me fact check this man. <laughs> like, like it's like, let's not do this again. Like, let me put this in. God bless will, the will, liberal it, media. They love to check the it, facts. It, it probably won't matter though at all. But um, no. do y'all do y'all want to get to our? Uh, do we got one more story? Oh, yeah, if uh, you want. Hold on, I gotta pee. Yeah, go pee. Uh, we should do the Herschel, uh, not well Herschel. See Howard Schultz thing at least for a, uh, at least for like five minutes, ten minutes before we close. We up. should definitely because this happened today. Uh, Wait, on Sunday. he has what? Yo, this man has. This is a lot. I'm looking at his personal life. This man has a lot going on. Herschel Walker, yo, he's also like been a, uh, he's also like been violent, um, yeah. like like violent towards his spouse. I think his former spouse. Um, part of that might be some fucking like CTE shit, um, possibly, but also because he's like a violent asshole. It's it's quite it's quite remarkable, and I mean like the reason it's important to mention as well was like it, it's people people like Herschel Walker, people like Eric Adams, and also like you, you got people coming up like the mayor of Miami, who's like Cuban, mm-hmm. and uh, you know like it's 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 you're gonna start seeing this wave of uh and also people like marjorie taylor green who's a woman uh, uh, these people who are not white yeah. men and mm. you know and also peter teal peter teal is also kind of different because you know he himself is gay so i think it's like yeah. you have like this kind of motley crew of people who are imposing this traditionalist worldview that despite their own specific aspects of their own like life would might harm mm-hmm. them in a larger sense and if they were not who they were they don't yeah, care. Their identity. Yeah. They don't give they don't a give fuck. Shit. I mean, no. They don't give a shit, dude. I mean, as we say, uh, you know, skin folk ain't kin folk, nope. man. Nope. I mean, like Kamala Harris, for example. Oh, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is like, this is where, you know, you were talking about the whole, um, Jamie was asking about, um, you know, um, um, the civic nationalism and how do they reconcile, like, not wanting, um, you know, these these uh, product, this production to be outside of the United States. And it kind of just seems to like, besides the hypocrisy that they never address, it kind of just seems to fit in their like, like, how can I say it? Like not cosmopolitan necessarily, mm-hmm. or not even, I don't even want to say even globalization, which they call globalism, you know, one of their anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. I'm back. But it's like, yeah, but it's like, it's like they don't really like, they kind of like have understood that the world is changing and that um, it's becoming. I mean, well, they, I think they, they have they, understood it. I think. I think they have understood it, but they want to like. They want to like I said before. They want to like. They want to make sure that they have like their mouthpieces, right. whether you're a woman or whether you're gay or whether you're black or brown, to make it seem like okay, we're not actually like right. these xenophobic racists, you know? Because there are people of color, there are women who support our politics and our program. Yeah, you know? I think I think that's like important to mention because like you got like you have like this kind of like. And it, you know, it's kind of like deeply worrying nexus. Like you have like people, you know, oh, we're not homophobic. Peter Thiel is gay, and he supports us so much. We're not transphobic. We, you know, we mm-hmm. have we we have a uh, Caitlyn Jenner who's like uh, is like supporting us. You know, we we we're not yeah. we're not we're not misogynistic. We have Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's like one of the stars of our movement. We're not anti-black. We have Herschel Walker, who's like one of one of us. You know, it's like we're not you know we're not anti-immigrant or Latino. Yeah. Like we 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 support Ted Cruz, who's Latino. It's like things like it's like it and it and it's things like that. It's like you know to your point, Aaron. It's like deeply troubling. Mm-hmm. But then also to what you said about like, the world's changing. It's like they do understand the world's changing. Uh, an aspect of like like fascism 
and reactionary thought is that in fact it is actually quite radical. It's like it's radical mm. in trying to impose a certain hierarchical social order. And to kind of what you were saying earlier, Jamie, about it's unclear about like well, how do they kind of they kind of pointing to Nazi Germany about like production locally. I mean, that's they were trying for a while to try to like find something, and now they finally found like the right thing, which is like this anti-China rhetoric. Mm. Like that's why. Mm. There's a further and further escalation in that because, like, that is what they found. They're like, oh, China is the reason why we don't have production locally. Well, it's also important to true, remember that um, fascism is very slippery. Yep. And it's a reactive force, yes. right? It arose yeah. as a reaction to um, communism and anarchism in well, the first place. No. And so they're going to. There are no immutable categories of fascism. That's why it's right. so difficult to define it. And, and kind of pin it down. And arri- one yeah, and arrive yeah. on a common definition. Um, it's going to do whatever it needs to do right. to defeat the left, yep. to defeat the workers' movement, and to consolidate its own power. And in, in some sense, it's not accidental that, say, they're just kind of almost like fascist international once again. Of like this, Before it was like... And I was like the anti-Comintern pact that kind of formed of before World War Two between like Germany, Italy, and Japan, which was like basically saying that they're opposed to the Soviet Union. It's kind of start, started to form with like you know with Trump and then Modi and then Bolsonaro. All the people kind of like there is like a there I a say nationalist international. Yeah, there, I mean, and that nationalist international. And and, and and then that and then that was the that was the case with like under um and also with like Le Pen. I mean, like we're today Sunday. You, you know. go, girl. Oh, you gotta take it all the way. Oh, God, yeah. Oh yeah, talking about <laughs> Le Pen, you know, it's, it's girl war- boss. It's, Hashtag girl boss. Well, she's worrying too because like she this next next time around because it's gonna it seems like it's gonna be her against Macron. Like it's she's saying she she's making a pitch to the far left, being like, listen, like if you vote for me, I'll put one of your people in charge and like in, 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 mm-hmm. in the in the, in the oh the boy and like in the, in the in the in the polling, Macron and Le Pen are neck and neck. So it's well. Deep, kind of well, pretty, pretty worrying, right? But it but is and it isn't because Macron is basically yeah. a less. I mean, he's not even a less obnoxious version at this point. He's like doing fascism light. Like it's not like he's not going after Muslim immigrants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he straight up banned the burqa. Like he just straight up banned it. Oh shit! I did not even know about that. Yeah, he, they just straight up banned it in France. And like to be fair, it's France, so there's like almost no white French politician that's not an Islamophobe, right. but um, yeah. Yeah. Me- yeah. Melancone is definitely the best of the bunch. She's sub- substantially better on those issues and other issues as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, this, We don't yeah. know the full results quite yet, but point is it, there is this kind of like, like you said, nationalist international, fascist international. It It's very real, and we have to wait and see how it turns out, but a consistent threat, if you notice, are in opposition to the left, but also, I'm sorry for getting on my little little soapbox mm. here, consistent mm. opposition to China. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it because China is a quote-unquote socialist, or is it because China is a competitor on the world market? Well, if it was just merely, both. if it was merely, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's a little bit of column A, column B, like, a, a, but also... And racism as well, good old-fashioned racism. Right, too. but I mean, I think what I'm, part of the thesis I'm kind of pushing for here is like, I think 
the where anti-Semitism was a undergirding aspect of Western fascism, a basically anti-Chinese xenophobia is like a, a is a is a, a more unifying force in in, in, a, in a, the fascism of now. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, anti-Semitism is still around as well. I was looking at some stats the other day, and mm. apparently anti-Asian hate crimes are up, and anti- anti-Jewish ones are also up. So that's uh, yeah. reassuring. Interesting how, like, what, and you know, this is why I argue, like, xenophobia is, in this current moment is, like, a reconstructed, like, in terms of character, not exactly, but reconstructed anti-Semitism in terms of the way it manifests and people talk about it. Interesting mm. how they both are up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on that. Yes. We could. I would we love could. to hear more of what you have to say. Um, For sure. But did did we want to do one more story, or do, do we want to try to wrap do it up? One more, uh, do we want to do one more rich asshole? I think. I think. I think. Looking at looking at the time, I think. I think. I think we could. Maybe we, we should just, save it. We should savor it. Wait. Wait. wait we can save it. Okay. A lot, a lot of rich assholes we could still talk about. This is pretty funny, mm. but yeah, we've been going for like. An hour twenty three, you know, maybe oh, yes, Paul right, right. will edit down my long winded story about how I got sick in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> like I really wish I had some better, cooler stuff to report uh, about my trip, um, other than just like the inside of my Airbnb. But I did manage to go to one talk at a cool leftist bookstore there. Um, some Atlanta comrades. Maybe you know them, Aaron. We can. Mm. Uh, I know. I know he, people who know them. So maybe I can like connect you later. But um, yeah, we can talk offline, as we say. Yeah, they came to talk, talk about um, like the wave of struggles that they participated in from mm. uh, kind of from Occupy Wall Street to the first wave of Black Lives Matter to the George Floyd uprising. And it was really cool to see. It was sort of a bilingual talk. Um, but it was mm. cool to see. It was like a small but good group of people who showed up. And the whole point was to sort of share information with comrades in Mexico and answer their questions and have a little bit of back and forth. So mm. that was that was cool. They had to explain food deserts at one point um, in Spanish. Oh, yeah. And they were like, uh, solamente oxos. <laughs> only, <laughs> only the oxo convenience store for miles and miles. And like, I was like, do they not have food deserts in uh, in Mexico, in Mexico City? Like, I feel like they must. But um, they definitely do. American exceptionalism. I think man. they just don't have they just don't have the term. I don't think. I mean, yeah. look, like I think, I think it's yeah. They probably don't have the term, but also I think it's a bit. Food deserts, like poverty, is something that must be constructed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I think we had a. We think we did. Do you think? You think we got an episode? I think we got it. Yeah, I think I think we got it. I think we got one. This is a. This is like the first of our, our little chiller news brief kind of episodes. Maybe we'll have a. What are we gonna do these? Do you think we should do these? Uh, well, we'll talk about it off off mic, we but maybe once talk. a week. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if people it. like maybe it. We'll you see. Know? see if people like it. If you got, if you guys if you like hate it, it, if you hate it, be sure also let us know. But don't be so mean yeah, by let doing us know a review. If you didn't like but it. But if you're like, get back to work, guys. You, I only want you to read theory and history and explain it to me. Then you know <laughs> you can tell us that. That's fine. Nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, it's nice to have a break as a listener. So 
sometimes and yes, just listen yes. to some chill riffs. And it's also nice to have a break as a producer, as an, uh, what are we? An, I think we're artisans. Um, artisans. We're we'll go with artisans. Content creator. <laughs> content creator. We're content creators. Creators. Yeah. yeah. Creators. You know. So we, it's all, it's all in a, all in a balanced diet, you know? Yeah, you got you need your veggies, and then you got your your junk food, but you got to make sure that uh, you you moderate, you know. Exactly. You, know, you moderate. And if you just want to use us for ASMR, that's fine too. You know. That's cool. Or Whatever just getting your, your, your just hear from the, what's awful in the world, cause and have a nice comedic twist to it, because we had, unfortunately, to say. I had a good time talking about this because I am a sicko and I think it's I, I I I have no choice but to laugh at how every awful everything is. I mean that's oh, the yeah. podcaster way. <laughs> yeah, I mean like what else? What else are you gonna do? I'm still thinking about the bull. <laughs> the bull with no the bull with no the balls. Bull with no balls. Yeah, right. I'm gonna ride that thing someday. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna steal <laughs> that bull from where it is now. Make it into an actual mechanical bull, like the real kind, and have my bachelorette party with that as a this centerpiece. Oh my this God. should be a new Fast and Furious movie, man, where we got to <laughs> steal the bull. One last ride. We gotta, yeah, I, one last ride. I just want to fucking ride it. One last ride on the <laughs> bull. Let the Paul Walker come back. I just want to ride it. Paul Walker. I, that would be fun. I don't know if he's from Miami, but he gives Miami vibes. Oh, big time. He does give Miami vibes. Or maybe can I Cali vibes? Yeah, I don't know. T- TBD. Right. But TBD. until next TBD. time, catch you around because we don't do any reading in this episode. Bye. 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 Bye.